for fun. But what's up, people? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Live on a Saturday, Horror Research 30 podcast. You're still going to get the Tuesday and Thursday lives this week, but I got... Matter of fact, I'm going to play the intro. The intro is going to answer a lot of questions. And then it's also going to have some questions, but stay seated, people. Let's go. Let's rock. Listen here and listen good. Because very, very soon, as soon as I shut the fuck up and we start talking again, I have a question for you. I have two questions for you. Are we going to destroy this movie? Or was this movie good? Find out when Smarknado and Sir Sturdy take on pro wrestlers versus zombies. Stay in your seats. Get on your feet. Turn up the volume and get ready to enjoy the show. Because we're starting right about now yo dope stuff my thing man is with those intros like that one if i had more time i'd probably record that a few times over and over because what i do is i get high (laughs) you know how it is like when you're about to do something but that you enjoy doing before you get hot you get high and you do it and all the ideas rattle off in your head and in your high brain every single one sounds great and you're just like okay go Go. And that's what that was, but I just had enough time to do it multiple times, because yeah. that would have just went it would have went down a while. <laughs> I know how I can get. I thought it was tight, man. Loved it. I feel I feel like we need to put on more intros now, Eric. I yeah. Like our show is we are, are very one note when it comes to our intros, and we need to uh, maybe you, step our game you, up a little I bit. Should just Make it sound like a um like a wrestling type of intro. Just switch it up every week. Something crazy, something ridiculous. I'm like I can't believe this fucker said this. And then maybe even if you say like <laughs> tagline in the beginning of the episode, say it sometime later on. Yeah, yeah. No, we like, say it way later on. We say it right at the end. There you go. The tagline. Pay attention to the tagline, people. Mm-hmm. It's all important. about them cheese bags. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the guys from Smartnado here, and. We're finally doing this, guys. A wrestling horror movie. Build, yeah, build man. Um, build is a comedy on Peacock. I'll have you know. Um, probably for good reason um, in many yeah. ways. So, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and I know that you had nothing but good intentions with us all watching this movie, but if one would, you know, maybe propose to everyone that Aaron secretly hates us and he wanted us to put uh, us to be put through this. Um, I think that's something that would be believable. uh, Although like, you know, I wouldn't go along with it. I I know you have good intentions. I I do. I see with this. I I just say, I was like wrestling horror. I know for a fact, because I'm very seasoned when it comes to horror movies from shit like this and even a whole lot worse, believe it or not. I, you know, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you later is like, where does this rank in the pantheon of really bad horror movies? Well, uh, nowhere close to the worst. 
I'll that say one work less to the worst. It's bad. This shit is terrible. Though. Don't get me wrong, but like the worst one, I I'm gonna tell you guys the worst one I've seen. It's called Blood Lake. It's on the Tubi, which is a free pro- free platform for anybody that wants to go out there and watch it. <laughs> okay. And from '87, that movie. The only thing I like about that movie is the Firebird in it, and it's not even shown that long. That's it's a the, Firebird. It's a Firebird. It's a eighty eighty something black Firebird in the beginning of the movie. It's towing a boat. Okay. Unfortunately, gotcha, gotcha. I think you see it like one more time. Mm-hmm. They so, blew their whole budget on the Firebird. I bet <laughs> that movie is god awful. So I'll, I'll I'll challenge you two to this. Watch this movie. Boom! Look at this. Kyle knows. Kyle seen it. <laughs> All right. To, to me though, to me this was just a, a a throwback to my high school days, which were. I uh, I mean I don't need to announce my age on on this show, but I'm I'm older than than a lot of probably listeners and and co-hosts anyway but we used to go to the blockbuster and rent the cheesiest horror movies we could find Mm -hmm. and to me like this movie is perfect if it was made in 1983 (laughs) but it was made in 2012 or or something like that it's it's mind-boggling but you know what are you gonna get from a a crowdfunded film i guess yes obviously actually see 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 but a crowdfunded film. I don't know if you guys have heard of the movie Terrifier 2. I have. Recently. That, was crowd, that was crowdfunded. Was it? I believe 200. Yeah. I believe it was ended up being about 250,000 crowdfunded and it went to theaters and they made right now they're at like 5 million they made, which is fucking amazing. So crowdfunded films can do something. It's just, I, I don't know what the hell this was. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's get, get into this shit. shit. <laughs> I'm yeah. chopping at the bit. Go ahead. Go right on ahead. Take it right away, guys. Don't even be shy with this shit. Okay. So I guess what I want to start with is the opening scene of the movie to kind of, you know, set -hmm. the table for what we're going to see. It is just an indie show. They're showing highlights of an indie show. Um, And then comes to the main event with an extremely past his prime Shane Douglas wearing a shirt versus this bald guy who i guess well let's take you back in the locker room the bald guy is making out with one like a valet a valet who presumably shane douglas likes so shane desire decides to take it upon himself to give this guy an unprotected tombstone pile driver in the ring and kill him in the ring and um all throughout this too what i really want to drive home is that in this whole scene, the music is just so fucking bad. And just got, this is probably the thing that threaded out through the whole movie, just like made it so hard to watch, right? It was this amateur new metal slash like late 80s, like hair rock, um, amateur fucking rock music. And it's the fucking worst. Are you guys with me on that? The, oh, the yeah. Soundtrack was. It, it, it. It was playing during everything, during all dialogue. Like it was just like I don't know. It, it's it was probably his friend's band, and they were yeah. trying to get him over. Dude, and, and, it's, and it, was, it didn't work for me, and I don't know. It's a no for me, dog. Right? Like I can like tolerate watching something that's bad, um, like even with like bad acting and stuff like that. But like the music made it like a task, you know, to get through. Mm-hmm. It, it just it 
it was so f- fucking awful. Are you and, and if are anyone you say, is, are you saying this, this? This are you saying this movie had bad acting? Mm. Oh what? yeah, another That's another bad. tell right away on on the beginning of this movie. You see who the promoter is, who we find out is actually like the creator of the movie. His name's Kyle Knotts. I did a little research, and this motherfucker is ugly. Like <laughs> y- you know that they're not using real actors in this movie. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'll say this um, about this movie. Yeah, I've seen better acting in porn. Right, and, and better production value. Yeah, <laughs> but the acting was like more be- like for real. Important acting is more believable. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, can I say? Can I say something in regard to the acting? Because in my heart of hearts, I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan. Right. Like I mm-hmm. love Roddy Piper. I think I think everybody kind of does. If given the right material, I think Roddy would be a really good actor. I. Uh- I could see him being decent at bet. I mean, may- possibly, possibly. I can never take anything away from it because if he can put into it as well as he did with the wrestling, then definitely. Yeah. But well, he's definitely he's definitely proven before that he can be a good actor in in the films that he has been in in the past. But like, I feel like he was just purposely like phoning it in in this movie. He just kind of saw it as a paycheck. It was just completely oh. uninspired, mm-hmm. and he was just saying a lot of the dialogue of the wrestlers i don't know if you guys noticed was like it was like very like catchphrase based you oh. know and yeah it's like so cheesy like most of the things that like shane douglas said is just like yeah and, and then you'll have to deal with me the franchise always had to like emphasize like his nickname or whatever and it was just he definitely did that shit Oh, Yo, dude, in in, a, in an era hate. of in an era of 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 cinematic matches right with coming out of covid <laughs> That's all right. this shit was. Like mm-hmm. this was one big cinematic match, right? To me, that's all it was. Yeah, with zombies as wrestlers, it was I, just unreal. Right, right. Um, I would go as far to say, like, I would give this like a full letter grade, better grade, if it wasn't for the music. Okay, you know? well, really? it, it really caused a detriment to the mo- to the movie. Seeing as how you mentioned ratings, Eric, so for me, I go from a negative to a positive. You guys don't have to do that, but I go from a negative yeah. to a positive 10. What is your rating for this movie? Just as of right now, we'll keep talking about it, of course. Maybe it'll change, go up, maybe it'll go down, but what's your rating, your number rating? Uh, Like out of 10? Yeah, you can do that. Um, like a two. Okay. Two is not bad. What about you, Dan? I would give it a solid three because it made me laugh, even though it probably wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Like I, I would give it that extra point just because there were some parts where I like I literally just laughed and laughed and laughed heartier than I had to really like at one point I laughed so hard I woke the baby up. <laughs> so like to me, you gotta give it at least a three for that. I'm with you on that, Dan. Just in that, like the sheer ridiculousness of some of these scenes, just made me laugh so hard. Um, do you guys remember the pizza place scene with Shane Douglas? Uh, they're all yes. in the pizza place together. Shane pushes that valet off the booth, and they all laugh like he assaulted a woman, and they all <laughs> laughed no, together about for it. No reason. For yeah. No reason. I thought like, she. What the it. fuck is going on? Like, I laughed at that because I was just like, "Why is that like a comedy scene? That was fucked up." <laughs> I, was more, I was like, "Why did that even happen?" Like, usually something right? goes up to it, and 
you know, with the comedy making it funny, I'm like, what, what, the, what the hell? Is, what just happened? <laughs> was that comedy? <laughs> it was. I mean, maybe if you pull your chair out from under somebody, like that's comedy. But like yeah. pushing somebody out of a bed, <laughs> it's not. Right? I mean, it's not. It's just. It's just rude. <laughs> they all like acted like that was normal behavior. Yeah, they act like nothing happened. Like, oh, he just pushed her out the chair again. That's, that's... <laughs> I think this just... movie. I probably would have given this movie almost a four if it was like twenty to twenty-five minutes shorter. And cut out yeah. some of the dumb, like the Dude, real dumb like, stuff. Like there that. was a, there was a point but... where I was like halfway through the movie and I looked at the amount of time that was left. I was like. Fuck, I have almost an hour left to go in this. Like, what's gonna cool. happen here? I powered um, through the whole thing pretty much all today. Like um, I finished it probably an hour ago. Mm. But uh <laughs> Britt comes down and, and is sitting here and says, uh, like I pause it while she's there. She's like, she's like, and I keep saying stuff to her, and I keep saying stuff to her, and I go, and she goes to me, Are you are you just talking because you don't want to watch this movie? And I was like, maybe i guess subconsciously but like uh, it was it is not not good this, this and see this is this for me this is the fun part which i gave this movie a negative one yeah I oh wow it. you we should have been a lot more brutal to this movie oh did i miss something where we get the negative 10 oh yeah yeah oh, I, like, give me oh yeah 10, like, negative yeah. 10 this, I still would have gone this, negative if I had the option. I, I would have. I would have gone negative also. Oh, you but, know, you have the option. This, and this, oh. this this movie right here was the one that started the whole negative thing on the podcast because we went from zero to ten. And I was okay. like, seeing that, I was like, nah, fuck that. That movie's a negative ten. That's the worst shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I that would, movie, Blood Lake, and if you have watched Between Horror Story starting Popcorn and Pines, you guys know that. I feel the same way about Nicolas Cage. I cannot stand him. Face anything about him. So that movie is the Nicolas Cage of movies. Bloodly. Yeah. God nope. damn it. I. Why? Uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about Nicolas Cage another day, but man, that hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is. Uh, he's signed up just to do any movie at one point, right? I feel like, like that's what he's still doing. He just accepts any role. <laughs> Man, he's got some bangers. Don't I? I can't. Okay. I, I mean, okay. I I can admit I liked Face Off. I haven't seen it in years, and I liked Gone in sixty seconds. I mean, women in car, women in cars. But I, I guess a lot of his quote unquote better stuff that people talk about a lot. I just refuse to like. If I have to, the only way I watch is if I'm doing a podcast on it on my popcorn and pine show. Because uh, if I don't have to, I'm not gonna put myself through listening and seeing his face if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And the podcast, I'm like, all right, it's the pod. I have to do it. So <laughs> those assholes on popcorn and pints, yo, boom, Nicholas Cage movie. Let's do this. Like, Fuck you guys. Or I, I'm see, this I like one. I'm a I like National Treasure. I've never seen it. it. Oh, never seen it. And then I kind of liked the first National Treasure, yeah. I, I do. That's right. just me. Hey. What's up, Chris? How's it going, man? By the Please. way, Chris, these guys have a dope podcast called Smarkinado. Go check them out. Yeah, Chris, if you like wrestling. Even if you don't, because here... Like, hey, Chris you, Harris is a wrestler, so he should like wrestling. With you guys, too, like, I don't watch wrestling. I haven't watched wrestling in I don't know how many years, and I just enjoy the show, because I love the back-and-forth banter and all that. Yeah. And I think my favorite part is when you guys, besides back-and-forth banter, is when you guys talk about, like, the older wrestlers that when I was watching, like, okay, I know who this is, I know who this is. 
and how you guys point them out or call like, yo, these guys are some dirty fucking dudes. <laughs> <Like>, the <laughs> shit that you hear from these documentaries and shit, like twenty years late, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like Sean, right. one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He was just a dickhead, a straight up. Oh player. yeah, he was. He was but, the worst. Would you I, consider Shawn Michaels was your favorite growing up? Yeah, but he was second to none in the ring, in my opinion. Oh yeah, in yeah. the ring he was phenomenal. As a matter of fact, I remember the um, Iron Man match and Eric. Him and Brad. Yeah, him and, and Michael is a Brett was a Bret Hart fan. I was Shawn Michaels fan. Well, I was happy. Yeah, Mike. Mike uh, you know, me and Mike were were. Uh, buddies growing up and uh i i'm a huge bret hart fan too and i probably owe that mostly to to mike yeah speaking of my fucking asshole cousin so you know how (laughs) i used to give because he had a pair of these the glasses everybody knows the pink bret hart glasses he had a pair he used to hit like my uncle would bring him to wrestling all the time right and he was like he told me when we were kids that he got those from bret hart (laughs) (laughs) no lie maybe 10 years tops Yo, remember those Bret Hart glasses I had? Yeah, my dad bought me those. Like, You're a fucking asshole. You, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I, I think Brett probably would have put the glasses on on uh, Mike. But it, that was also my dream growing up, too. I, I would have. I think I'm going to go out and buy a pair and just tell my grandkids that I, that he did. Because, like, are they going to go back and watch for it? Probably not. I mean, just look for a, a little kid that looks looks kind of like you may have looked when you were a child. Oh, that's me. Right. <laughs> Early eighties. We all look the same in the eighties. Like, that's who's why that so many guy? of them were. On who's that kid with the bowl haircut? Yeah, <laughs> that's me. You know, I never had a bowl haircut. I never did. Really? Really? A hand to God. I never had a bowl, bowl haircut. I had long hair. Never uh, a bowl. Bushwhackers. Yeah. Bushwhackers were his shit. All right. They say you got you guys. Yeah, their links are right in the description, man, on uh, their Twitter link and then their audio platform link. Should be doing a new episode tomorrow or Monday. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys re-reviewing this movie? You gonna rewatch it and really break it down? <laughs> uh, I, I I spent that hour and a half. I think that's enough. Um, but let us, you know, let us know what wrestlers you wish were in this movie. <laughs> Ooh. Jeez. You know, <laughs> I hate to say this, but like. I could have definitely watched Hulk Hogan get ripped apart by zombies. I would have been. I agree with that, with that too. Um, <laughs> I think Ric Flair would have been pretty good for for the movie too. Honestly, oh, yeah. yeah. Did you notice that, like, when they announced the wrestlers, like, remember at the beginning when the promoters were getting together and they were talking about an event to put together? Yeah. And uh, they name like Kurt Angle. Uh, who else was in it? Um. Shane Douglas, Hack, Shane Douglas, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Roddy, Matt, and, and then Matt Hardy. Then after Matt Hardy, there's just like a severe drop off. <laughs> and I just I just feel like that was just such of a, a tell of like they reached the end of their budget. So oh. then they just grabbed a lot of local indie wrestlers to put through the rest well, of the movie. It was uh, wasn't facade. Yeah, facade was in the movie, who, by the way, is like a still relevant indie wrestler and yeah. still looks exactly the same. Um, I did not recognize anybody past facade. Me not either. a single person. Right, right. Um, speaking of facade, that one scene in the movie, like you're supposed to be rooting for Shane Douglas, but then like he just laughs that facade is going to get killed because he says Indy's uh, jobbers deserve to die. <laughs> Dude, this whole thing, like, <laughs> just like, what is going on here? 
<laughs> like acting aside, can can we talk about the zombies? Because like I, in my heart of hearts, when it comes to like the horror genre, the zombie subgenre is my favorite part, right? You know, yeah. whether it's you know, you know, horror zombie movies or or comedy horror zombie mm-hmm. movies or whatever. That's my favorite one. But like, you know, stick to a specific kind of zombie. There was like right. and three different kinds of zombies. Some of them were like slow and drudgy zombies. Yes. Other and ones then some of them could were climb. like full on humans, <laughs> like with zombie right. makeup. It was it was just not like so the so there's three ways, right? The the zombies could get made by this guy if he ripped their heart out and ate it. Okay, that's the one way. Yes. The other way is if those zombies ate somebody, but then mm-hmm. the zombies just started coming to life. Like the Civil War guy zombie. Like this whole thing to me was just like it was a bit infuriating in the like just like stick to one brand of zombie. And sticking to what you're saying with the whole zombie thing, what got me was like, okay, so we know you know you kill the brain, you kill the zombie. Like this guy's just putting him in headlocks. (laughs) Yo, like remember like uh the woman had a the main woman in the movie, she had like a sword of some kind to kill the zombies mm-hmm. and piper just puts his dukes up <laughs> they're just piper he's just like punching the zombie. like that's enough to take out the zombies yeah that, that really nothing you can do like well, well you know what it made that better is if the way to kill kill the zombies just do your finisher do a cool finisher boom they're dead right that, that, i mean i'm not saying it would make the movie good i still probably wouldn't like it but it would help some it would help some yeah. I, I mean, it, it would have been Roddy getting getting a wedgie from the zombie. <laughs> Did you see that? Like when he was barehand wrestling him, he gets a like the zombie. He goes to run away and gets like like the zombie caught him. Like I catch my daughter trying to sneak off my lap. Like prior, like get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So can we talk about just how like? The women in the movie, right? They're just all like the portrayal of the women in this movie was just all that they were like sexual beings, you know. <laughs> and I, I just that was a gripe that I had with this, right? Because like all the women that were in it were like kind of like loose a bit, and you know, of course I'm going to have sex with you. You're a wrestler, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> And and all the makeout scenes that were in it too, it, it, I, I, I felt like that shit was just off putting. And um, I had to think to myself too: is like the wrestlers as a negotiation tactic? Did they like have to have in their contract that they were they had to make out with a hot woman? You know, maybe or maybe I mean I don't know these who these people are acting for the most part. I don't know a lot of them, so I don't know if some of them were a couple or what. But you did kind of say, I was like, damn, these girls are easy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, It wasn't a good look. I guess you can attribute, I mean. Uh, groupies? There, there are groupies in wrestling. Le, le, uh, yeah, like ring rats is what they're called. Uh, I, was, I was trying to refrain <laughs> from using it. I thought groupies was better, but probably not. Um, but, I mean, the one of the main heroes and ending of the movie was still a female, even though that female was sexualized at the beginning of the film. And like, that's another thing too. She got bit. Doesn't that mean that she's going to change at some point? Like they had that last scene with Piper. Yeah. I'm like, what the so like, is, doesn't that mean she's going to become a zombie? I think I you got a part two to come out. 
and watch that. <laughs> because you got to eat the heart. Did. <laughs> so whenever, so whenever anybody makes a sequel and I think it's silly, I always say to somebody like, "Oh, because the first one left so many unanswered questions." If there's like a, you know, a series <laughs> of porn that's got like 156 of them. I'm like, this movie literally did leave a series of unanswered questions yes. and truthfully might need a sequel. <laughs> like, too much didn't happen. I, I need I need answers. Like, how many hearts did that guy eat to get his zombie army? Yes. <laughs> how many? I, 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 it's too much. Yeah, this... I was I was hoping to be more entertained with the kills or something. I'm just like because when I see zombie, my favorite my favorite genre is slasher for the subgenre yeah. horror. But like when I see movies like this, I'm like, okay, please at least even if it's shitty practical effects, shitty effects, at least be gory. Yes. yes. Like, what did you think, uh, Aaron, of like the fact that they would like do the close ups of the stabbings, just like these quick cuts really quick <laughs> so of like the juice coming out. Did you think that was just so like, like low rate? Sometimes what's, we'll see with stuff like that. I feel like when you see it in the background or like in the shadows and then you see maybe the blood drips, so you don't have to see how bad it looks. That works. Be- that works better. There's times yeah. more with these type of films and this just, I felt like this tried to do way. It, it tried to go beyond its budget without having the budget to do what it was trying to do, nor the talent to do what it was trying to do. Had so many fucking ideas. And every idea was a yes. Right. Bro, this was a this was a high school film club production. Like straight up. Yes. That, to me, that's what it was. I feel like this this is more so of because uh, I feel like a high school film production can do better than this. Because they're at <laughs> least they're at least getting, you know, they're learning and you know they're trying. I feel like this is just some friends that were just like, yo, look, I got a few dollars. My dad knows so and so. He knows so and so. We can hire them to let's pay the wrestlers this. Like the wrestlers that had the names got paid, and everybody else just showed up and they just recorded it. <laughs> they just right. were like, no, quit. I thought this was kind of like, wasn't this like the height of, or no, this was towards the tail end of of Kurt's TNA career, right? Um, twenty. This was twenty thirteen. This movie. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably the last few years or so. Like this dude is really he's he's the the bag he is getting is ripping zombies ankles off and then turning into arguably <laughs> the worst looking zombie that's ever existed with like the, the, the obvious makeup with the slash across his head like he got slashed <laughs> by a dragon like yeah. what is <laughs> what is happening here? Just like, look at some of the other ones zombie movies. Just look at some of the old school ones. If you got to borrow ideas, uh, ideas. Keep it simple, yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, so what did you guys think of the storyline of of like Shane Shane Douglas's family? Like <laughs> at, at, right at the beginning of the movie, like his whole family and his little nephew got attacked by the zombies and become zombies. And I mean, I just thought it was weird in that like he was such a conflicted character as far as are you supposed to feel sympathy for him? But then he does these fucked up things and it's just, he's like a very, it was a very weird choice for like a main character in the movie based on like how you, are you supposed to be rooting for this guy? To me, it was just a, like a, a really bad, like they had the chance for a redemption arc with him, Right. So yeah. they could have kept that, that his nephew, right. His nephew alive. 
Yeah. It could have kept him alive and found him somewhere and been like, oh, well, now I have to raise you. But like instead, like he just ends up murdering his whole zombie family. Yeah, I, I, I probably I laughed so hard with watching him like try to like cry when he's killing his brother and then he kills his nephew. Oh, my he's God. Like, oh. I'm like, come on now, man. Dude is such a fucking loser. Like I. I hate Shane Douglas after this movie so much. <laughs> so and he was one much. of the producers. Is he, he one like, of the producers? I think this is a, like a whole Pittsburgh area like production too. That's why he was in it. That's why Angle was in it. I think the the, the director's from Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, he he obviously was like, yeah, exe- executive producer. I'm not surprised. <laughs> You're I mean, way too really, indelicious for the franchise. There, the franchise. There's definitely a handful of things that that were okay. Like some things I really like enjoyed, like one-liners from Piper that were really funny. Like uh, <laughs> I'm an says, icon, like I, I, I'm dead. Yeah. So, so the back to the fucking uh, pizza place. Uh, the woman who Shane Douglas pushed off the table, she throws her drink into the main character woman, the redhead. She yeah. gets really embarrassed. Piper gets mad at her. And then Piper just goes on a diatribe about her. And then he goes, I like my women all natural. Yeah, <laughs> that I, just fucking killed me. This was, oh, was Oscar worthy like... screen screenplay. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Mm-mm. I've only seen yeah. two wrestling movies in my life, and this one was by far not the good one. <laughs> no. What was the other one? Um, as far as far as like wrestling, where it had to do with wrestling. Um, the wrestler is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. the wrestler that with Mickey yeah, Rourke. That's a good one. That was good. That's a now, great film. Wrestling with horror. I just watched Ceno Evil the other day. I gotta watch part oh. two next. But that was. I good. actually heard Ceno Evil is pretty good. That was yeah, that was dope. Yeah, and the, the smart thing they did was they didn't yeah, give a lot of speaking lines. This one, these guys had too much. They were talking way too fucking much. Yeah, they really <laughs> were. I think the down. I think the the bad part about it though with the talking is like okay, I understand that you have to have your wrestling persona on when you're in the ring or at the arena. You know when you're in that character, but like you're home eating breakfast, talking the same. The friend like. Your name is not the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, come on now. And you're like hyping it up through the whole fucking thing. Not that, again, they made a bad bit. And this is why I said foreign actors are just better than you guys. I'm, I'm not even talking about the action part, like you being the wrestler and them doing the fucking. I'm just talking about just the acting. Like the guy's coming to act like he's going to fix the sink. They're broke. And well, we know what happens after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- I mean, I that was the aesthetic this had from the beginning for me. I'm just like, this was porn without the payoff, like the whole way. Yo, they're more respectful respectful to women in porn movies than they are in this movie. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> Very true. That's probably true. Yeah. True. With this, they were just... <laughs> it was. I, it felt like it was made by somebody that hasn't had a lot of female interaction. One hundred percent by somebody that hasn't had a lot of female interaction. Truer words have never been spoken. That is right. absolutely a fact. <laughs> like the term "no bitches" applies. 
<laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Like, right. or oh touch God. grass, as the Twitter folks like to say. Like, no, nah, man, this dude is. I I think that you know you were spot on. You know when you said the the just oh, fuck. I lost my train of thought, man. I just I, I'm just laughing at this movie internally so hard. No, um, I I think that the really the 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 most off-putting part about like the whole film to me was the end. Like, <laughs> like Roddy Piper just just beats the evil out of the main villain. Like that's it, right? What wh- again? When's the sequel? Well, I mean, Piper's not around to do it. Unfortunately, I think you, you, everyone do. else is available. I, Shane Douglas is definitely available. The dude fucking works at <laughs> Target or something, you know. <laughs> Shane Douglas is definitely. Hey, Shane, make a part two of this, right? Yeah, Shane, definitely make a part two of this. Um, no, I think that uh, you could just uh, maybe uh, Roddy and and the woman have a zombie baby, and that's the the whole premise of, of part two. I'm just spitballing here, though. <laughs> What's like, up with? Uh, did you guys notice Matt Hardy and his wife Rebby Sky are casted in this movie? Mm-hmm. And not only do they have like a sex scene, but then Matt Hardy is making out with some other woman <laughs> on the bus ride. Did you notice that? Uh, it wasn't his that. wife. Were they? They weren't married at this time. I think they were, or, or like, I mean, they were at least together. I mean, she goes by Hardy now, and she went by Sky and that. Yeah, that's that's true. So, but like, still, so. like, he was making out with some random blonde on the bus. I'm that's sure he said. I'm right sure he here. said, "Don't worry, like, don't worry going? about it. It's it's for the movie." <laughs> In the script, it's for the movie. I I didn't write this script. Meanwhile, he's like, "Hey, add this shit in." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. Yo, Shane, you want me to be in this movie? I got to kiss her. <laughs> and he just pointed at the, the hottest girl he saw at that time. To put her in the movie. Right. Beautiful. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah. This, if yeah, it wasn't everyone for the go plot out and see this and movie. The music and the acting and um, basically everything about this film, I would, uh, I would have probably loved it. I'm with you. again it just seemed like there was too many ideas at once that were all accepted instead of just okay let's just do a simple storyline a wrestling movie and make it wrestlers versus zombies you can even make it a wrestling match type of deal wrestlers versus zombies and just have a bunch of crazy fans it's an indie thing boom you don't even have to have it could have just been a lot more simpler than that you know you know yeah. I think if you wanted to build a story surrounding um, indie wrestling or wrestling in general, I think it would actually be better in the slasher genre um, and more believable. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, the, yeah. the film buff in me um, in that I love a zombie movie, but I also want it to make sense in, in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, as as much sense as the uh, walking undead can, um, and and them like having wrestling moves while they're zombified really isn't that. So. Yeah, I think that there should be a crowdfunded movie in an effort to make an actual good wrestling zombie movie 
in response to how bad this movie is. Call it indie wrestlers versus zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because at that point, like your budget's wide open. Yeah. And you can actually you know put that money towards cool shit rather than to pass their prime wrestlers that want to say their catchphrases. You know who I think could make a really cool like comedy slasher wrestling movie is Kevin Smith. I think he could pull off something like that um, in that sort of genre. It'd yeah, be really fun. But I'm uh, I'm a Kevin Smith mark, so what can I say? I could I can I can see him doing something in the yeah I can see him doing it because he's he's also the type of person that would go to that to say to the wrestlers or be indie or pro and hey, how would this sound to you guys or if they're in the movie or not? But how would this sound as a wrestler coming off? You know what I mean? Make it more believable versus. This show was just over the top with actual wrestlers in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Super over I mean, you, you've shown that you can take, you know, uh, the the wrestling industry and make a good drama film about it. So that if you can make a drama film that's that believable, like I think that you could you could pull off most most anything when it comes to to putting it in that environment. And I would, you know. I would be interested in it, but I'm a wrestling fan. And if, you know, these these companies like Warner Brothers that own AEW and things like that are going to want more content um, for, you know, whether it be a streaming service down the line for AEW or, you mm-hmm. know, if Peacock wants more content, um, I think it's, you know, it's you can pull it off because there's enough people that would watch it, um, yeah. particularly with WWE fans, you know what I mean? Definitely, and I'm with a horror fan. I'm gonna watch something at least once. And yeah, I think WWE did like a little something like that. Even though it's it's more of a fun kind of horror thing. They did the New Day Undertaker. Yeah. Um. They have a net Netflix uh, like choose your own adventure. It's mm-hmm. like oh, Escape from the Undertaker. Yeah, Aaron, you should check that out. Interesting. You know so the I, New Day. Yeah, I know who they are. Yeah, they're they're so fun. They're so awesome. You said that's on I didn't know. Right? It was a, I saw that and I was like, is that really a choose your own adventure? Or Yeah, um, I guess it no. is because like you choose like, do they go into this room or do they not? Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. Because that's the only the second time I've seen Netflix do something like that. The other one was with what's it called? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, the 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 anthology series there. Uh, I'm sure yes. we've all heard of it too, because yeah, 100 percent you have. And the only way I could describe it is like super graphic, so I'm not going to, um, because I, it's just the first episode that I remember. Yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah. So, but um, what would you got? Okay, I got a question for both of you. All time yeah. favorite wrestling matches? Any oh. any era? Any? I can't think of the other words. Jeez. Any error, anytime. Okay. Um, I would say from my childhood, my favorite wrestling match of all time would have to be Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13 uh, with the infamous double turn. Um, it really made a star out of Stone Cold Steve Austin um, because, you know, he passed out from the sharpshooter. He did not give up and he was in a pool of his own blood. You know, that, that shot of him in the sharpshooter just became like, such an iconic picture for so many years in the WWE. And um, I'm just a huge Bret Hart fan. And that was the start of 
the beginning of his heel run um, when he formed the Heart Foundation, you know, Canada mm-hmm. versus the USA and all that. Um, more modern times, it would be hard for me not to say, you know, Kenny Omega and uh, Kazuchika Okada, their first, their, their first of their three matches that they had with each other was just really special. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what sticks out to Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 is a, is a classic. And um, really anything with Brian Danielson, too. <laughs> It's so it's so hard to narrow that question down. So I guess I can probably do it in three matches that sort of defined my fandom as I was a lapsed fan for you know two mm-hmm. different times. Um, the first being um, the WrestleMania and bless I can't I, I want to say it's ninety one, but sometimes I forget the year. It might have been ninety um, that Ric Flair won the title in uh, in Albany. Um, cause I was at that as a young man and it was, you know, very cool. Um, the second one, um, would be Kurt Angle winning his first, uh, WWE championship against the rock. I was in attendance for that. Um, and most recently I would say it would be, uh, Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate for the, uh, the UK championship. Uh, from TakeOver Chicago. Um, those sort of define my three eras of wrestling fandom for me. Nice. See, for me, mine's going to all be from back then, but yeah, yeah. One is, um, first of all, my, I, I, want, I got this question for you guys. Another one is favorite rivalries. My favorite rivalry is probably Undertaker and Mankind. And just, I, and I'm thinking of it more so as like, me growing up as a horror fan, I'm thinking that's kind of why when Mankind first yeah. came, he was dark and rocking in the ring and pulling his hair mm-hmm. out and shit. That was yeah. my, he was my favorite. He wasn't my favorite Makes wrestler. But that was my favorite character of him as then, and him going against the Undertaker, and watching as a kid. Then you're like, you've never seen the Undertaker get his ass whooped like that, or just somebody going toe to toe with him like that multiple times, and just cr- I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So I would say, love that. The Hell in a Cell with them is one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I'll say for, probably be Hell in a Cell with uh Sean and Undertaker, the first Hell in a Cell match. Kane coming down, that was a great freaking thing for Kane. And then mm-hmm. three is um, ladder match Shawn Michaels versus Razor. I can take any of them, love that, love that too. Any of them, and of um, course, if you want to go with tag teams, you can go with the heart, like those, the TLC matches. I just, I'm just like, you guys are putting your body through some. Fucking wild shit, and I love it. I respect it. You're crazy for it. <laughs> I would say that those TLC matches are those matches that you can show to the laps fans still, and they'll even like go back and keep watching them. You know, yeah. they're timeless. There's just certain ones. I think the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker and Mankind, the TLC matches are probably top two, maybe ladder matches. But if somebody's seen a TLC match, especially somebody younger, they're like, okay, I've already seen all of it. So just a ladder in there may be boring to them, but like, yo, you have to see how they actually use just this fucking ladder and maybe a chair. I'm like, it's it's crazy. You guys just pay attention to that shit. I don't know how they fucking do it to their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Even more so today. Yeah. Favorite rivalries. All right, I'm I'm gonna go on this. Um, Brett versus Owen. Love that shit. Love love their rivalry with each other. 
uh, Brett versus Stone Cold that I mentioned before. And um, I would say is my last one. Hmm. I had one ready, but then I blanked on it. <laughs> um, you know what? How about you go? Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Dan, you That's go. okay. I, uh, I think that there's one rivalry and one rivalry alone that everybody will be able to relate to um, and and remember, and that's Vince and Stone Cold. Oh, my um, God. Oh, I yeah. mean, to me, there's there's not a rivalry that's more definitive of an era than, than that rivalry, and it's because, man, Stone Cold was all of us. We all wanted to beat the shit out of our boss. Mm-hmm. You know, we still do, and that's why Stone Cold <laughs> was relatable, because he beat the shit out of his boss and got to come back to work, or that's didn't, it. but still did. Like he was, it was just one was, for the uh, the ages. Um, that was the rivalry but, uh, that brought everyone to watch Raw every single week. Mm-hmm. What what is what is Stone Cold Steve Austin going to do to Vince McMahon this week? In a lesser scale, I would say Austin and Rock. Um, yeah, you know, having headlined that many manias, it's another you know rivalry that that people will always be like. I'm not saying it's to this point, but they'll be like, I know where I was. Like you know, the time in your life where you were when that rivalry was happening, like mm-hmm. when it was unfolding and when the, you know, WrestleMania 17, that, that match at the end and, you know, just so much about it was just lightning in a bottle. Really? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I remember the r- rivalry. I was going to say it was uh Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels around like 2009, 2010. Um, that was awesome from top to bottom. I think they have a retrospective on it on Peacock. If you guys ever want to check it out. Cause I know that was a period where a lot of people weren't watching, but what they did with this, uh, and it, it just like became a new character for uh, Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. him being a little bit more sinister. It, it was it was really really good. Nice, nice. How about had, you, Aaron? I was gonna say I had another one. I know I had. I told you guys, Undertaker, Mankind. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, Brett and Sean. I'll say that because it was fucking. It was literally real. Like, yeah. The reason why, and the reason why I say that though too is because it was real. But when they were in the ring together, they were very professional. Like they hated each other's guts, and you knew it. But they're very professional about it. And whatever happened backstage happened backstage. Mm-hmm. I, you know, up but until the last moment that they were in the ring together, that's when it wasn't professional anymore. Yeah, very true. But I mean, just as far as physically professional, not even. Yeah. I'll say this much: as much as as much as he may have hated Sean, he hates Goldberg that much more. Oh so, so he does not uh, like the new thing right now with Bret Hart. If he's ever in the news, it's just because he recently got interviewed and decided to say something new about how much he hates Goldberg. Oh, like the man, <laughs> it's hates great. Goldberg hates him. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> uh, was it this this indie wrestler Warhorse? He tweeted that one time I uh, <laughs> I gave Bret Hart a ride and we almost got into an accident. And Bret said to me, "Hey, thanks for keeping me safer than Goldberg." <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think if he was doing a signing and I walked up and I was like, "Dude, just sign to Dan." Fuck Goldberg, love Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. He would do it. Yes, I do. I do. I would ask him to. I, I would. I, I'm going to do that next time that. I see him. God, I would. <laughs> I'll pay for it if you do. 
You get a yeah. second one. I will pay for I don't know. both of them. I okay. might have to get that appraised by like, I don't know, some wrestling memorabilia appraiser. <laughs> That's fine. It's going to be worth a lot of money. Like this is the hot shit right now. Brett Trash and Goldberg. Yeah, I would 100% do it. Where is his next signing? I'm Googling it right now. Oh, uh, he, li he likes to um, come to the Northeast quite a bit. Does he really? Yeah. He came to yeah. Cross what, Colony Center Mall like shortly before the pandemic hit. That's oh, when wow. I met yep. him. Oh, wow. I may have actually went to go meet him. I went, I went to go meet Mick Foley when he came up here last. Here, There's certain ones I'll go and meet, and there's some like, you know, no. Yeah. Do, yeah. do either of you listen to Mick Foley's podcast? Mm -mm. I heard so it's his last pretty good. Episode, yeah. So his last episode, apparently he revealed some things and I probably should have and could have said this a little bit earlier. When we were actually talking about him, you know, wrestling, but um, apparently he's got severe, severe spinal damage. Uh, he's got, you know, severe muscular damage, like, and, and, you know, he's in real fucking bad shape right now. Oh. So, Poor Mick. Yeah. That's believable. He, he gave his body to the business. It's shit. He gave a lot. I mean, just from what we were talking about with the Hell in a Cell match, like that, and that's yep. That's not even half the crazy shit he did. That's just like something that really stands out as I'll call myself, well, then I was like a fan fan. So I'm like a fan of those times, but I know people who are fans of his, I'm sure, from day one up till now, even, and they seen him do all the other crazy shit. ECW and shit before. I'm just like, yo, this guy is just like, wow. you know, what he was, uh, for example, what he was doing every single night just in the Cactus Jack persona. He was mm -hmm. doing that one spot on the ring apron where he was hitting the elbow right onto the concrete on the outside. And he was just doing that night after night after night. Just that alone, the amount of damage that does to your body. And then on top of that, like he's getting thrown off the hell in a cell. He's getting thrown that same match. He got thrown through the cell onto yep. the mat. That 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 bump people don't talk about enough. Everyone talks about the one when he gets thrown off the hell in a cell. At least he had some give because there's yeah. tables there. When he got thrown, just thump right, thrown right yeah. through the cell mm -hmm. onto the apron. That was fucked dude that like gave me more chills than yeah than, i wasn't being thrown off the cell was that what was one of those not supposed to happen was it through the that cage? one wasn't supposed to happen through the cell yeah through that the was, cell was not yeah was, was never supposed to happen <laughs> just for him to get thrown off the top of that shit and they're it's, taking him away and he's still like I, I don't know if that was real or not them taking him away i feel like it was in my heart i want to say it is mm -hmm. but even if it was still it real was, to me damn it even if it, either way, I feel like, say if it wasn't, I feel like he would have still got up and done the same shit. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing? The match ain't over yet. I'm, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm still breathing. He fucking interfered in the main event later on that night. He's a <laughs> How is this guy not in the hospital? How is and he like, still, wait, let me and, knock on before I say this. From that, how is he still alive after that match? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, all, all jokes aside, like, because I, I understand the whole. With wrestling, I understand the script, this, that, and the third, but you can't fake a fall. You can't fake getting thrown through a cage. Like, there's no, you know no. how to land, but it's like if I move just a slight, not even a full inch, just a, a hair, I could be done. That's that's some wild shit. Like, fuck. the man's tooth came out of his nose. Please yes. don't tell me this isn't at least kind of real. 
Like he was smi- that that picture of him smiling with the tooth coming out of his nose. You can, I guess you can kind of look at it like it's just um kind of like a movie or a TV series. Like yes, you know when somebody gets shot in the movie, it's fake, or when somebody jumps off or something. But there's a stunt guy that knows what the fuck they're doing that's taking that jump and they're landing on mats. But I'm sure it doesn't feel great. <laughs> I'm sure it no. doesn't feel great. Hell so. No. And like Eric said, that those, that bump that he took, that he did the elbow off mm-hmm. onto the concrete, onto the outside, is like, dude, his hips are shredded. <laughs> didn't he, get his, didn't he get his ear ripped off in a match too? A fucking yeah, with, with Vader uh, when they were in Germany, and that was part of that was a spot that like he would do every single night where hit the ropes would get tangled up, and he was like in a noose with mm-hmm. like the top and the middle rope, and um, he couldn't get his his uh his head out of it and his his ear had to be sacrificed in order for him to get out because those are like cables yeah yeah it's terrifying yeah fuck that shit (laughs) and then and then he did all the exploding ring matches in in japan with him and terry funk another crazy fuck who was like i I don't know how he's still alive I've actually seen both of them live. I actually seen, yeah, I believe we've seen them live because I used to go to wrestling here and there with Michael when it was the Knickerbocker and then the Pepsi and yeah, uh, good old Knickerbocker arena. So you probably saw when he was uh, Chainsaw Charlie, Terry Funk. Yep. May, I yep. honestly don't remember, but I remember yeah. seeing him. I remember seeing Hacksaw. I remember, and I remember seeing a cage because of the old blue cages. I was like, what? This is oh the blue cage, right, right. That 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 was the most brutal cage um they ever had. And like when they changed from the blue cage to like the mesh cage, Mm -hmm. it like it made all the wrestlers happy. So happy. There was no give in those blue cages. I was just like just smacking. Yeah, that was bars. That was rebar covered in, in fucking linoleum. That's all that yeah. was. That was not a case. That was a prison match, basically. <laughs> freak out. Looks like it was a little easier to climb the blue cages, but I, that's probably the only advantage it had over the yeah. other one. Man. Cage matches are weird, man. They really are. Like They all I have different rules. rules. I was going to say, I remember when the rules were, which I think these are the best ones, you just got to get out of the cage. First one to climb yeah. out of the cage wins. Leave it mm-hmm. at that. What's the point of pinning somebody in the cage and winning by submission? All this other shit. It's not a hell in a cell match. Cage match, you get out. Hell in a cell, you beat the shit out of each other. You're right. Hell in a cell, right. I'm all for. Yeah. Hell in a cell, mm-hmm. I'm all for. 100%. But cage matches you know, are dumb. Because why can you escape out of a door? No. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. The, the, that's another thing that's happened recently, like escaping out of the door in a cage match. Like that should never fucking be the case. There's nothing exciting about that at all. No, yeah. it, 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 it takes away. It takes away. Mm-hmm. What would you say overall your favorite type of matches? Oh, favorite type. Damn, that's a great question. I want to say Hell in a Cell, but I'll say Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell or any type of like hardcore. I just love seeing. The, you know what? No, I'll say like a TLC because I love seeing the high flying shit, and you see more of that from those type of matches than you do from a cage or, or well from a cell. But Hell yeah, in a Cell, sure. most number two. We don't see TLC matches too often these days. 
Um, nah, but you do see multi-man it. ladder matches and stuff like that with a lot of athletic guys. I mean, that, that that's the one thing that's like being preserved a lot more. But I think WWE's kind of gotten away from uh, a lot of the chairs and the tables and stuff um, as CTE research has come more and more to light. But, uh, I mean, they, they sh- there shouldn't be any excuse. They should still use tables. Yeah. Right? I agree there. They could. And then what would be your guys' favorite type of matches? I would say for mine, as as far as like an ender for a feud, uh, would be like an I quit match. Okay. You know, because you just have to reach that level of brutality right to the end um, to where the opponent just says, all right, that's it. I give up. Um, Most recently, the I quit match that happened – Finn Balor and Edge was awesome. And Edge is, uh, he's having like his second run right now mm-hmm. after being gone for nine years. And um, it's it's really entertaining, it's, it, especially right now. I don't know if you heard, but, you know, Vince McMahon is gone. Oh, yeah. So the, the content is so much better without his oversight over everything. And, um, yeah, that feud in particular with Edge and uh, Finn Balor is really good. And then Rey Mysterio's son recently turned on him, too. Re- recently nice. turned on Rey. So it's like a father-son just, you know, match that's going to happen at some point. But a lot of interesting things that are happening now. That's good. That's a tough question for me, man. Um, I, I, I could narrow it down to probably three, right, with a caveat on one of them. Um, I love a submission match, right? Um, just like an I quit match, but just um, submission, a little, yeah. just just you know, that finality to it. A submission match where you make somebody tap out. That's you just have to tap them out. You can't pin them. It's just more realistic to me as far as a fight is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, I would say a pure rules match from uh, Ring of Honor. I think they're I really it. fun and and they are more in a, a sports based way. Now, what's that? And, pure rules. Um, so the way it works is you're allowed a certain amount of ring breaks uh, or rope breaks, um, mm-hmm. and then you're you know you can get locked up in a submission and and it won't have to be broken. Um, okay. You are not allowed open hand shots or I'm sorry, closed fist shots at all. Um, what am I missing? What am I missing? Uh, you put me on the spot here, um, and it's rounds. There's right? a time three, limit. Three rounds. Okay. Yep. Time limit or three round mm-hmm. time limit. Some of yeah, them there's, go with there's three a rounds. Time limit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there rounds but in that? I don't think, I think there, there is are rounds. rounds. Oh yeah, there. Yeah. I've seen it with rounds, and I've seen I've seen other pure. I've seen promotions do pure rules with rounds and without. Um, yeah. It gives it a very and, sports feel. Yeah, you know. Um, speaking of a sports field, you know what? One of my favorite, I guess, it was match slash events. It was the, the King of the Ring event was always a fun event yeah. for me. It's supposed Rumor to be coming it, back, actually. Back. Yeah, really. Yep, as a full event, um, because yeah. the other rumor is that the Hell in the Cell as a pay per view is going to be done for. Well, um, that's not a rumor. That's pretty much confirmed. Is it confirmed? Um, yeah. Oh, that's, they had that as just a see as just a paper. So every single match is a Hell in a Cell match. No, no. no. So it's like this, like. They had this week, you know, yearly event called Hell in a Cell. It would happen in October, and then 
the uh, fact is, like, when you have an event like that that's already set for October, you just kind of scramble at the last minute to, like, put matches together that could be mm -hmm. a Hell in a Cell match, even though, like, a feud may not warrant a Hell in a Cell match. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh, it's the time oh. of the year to do a Hell in a Cell match. So it just took away from the well, the, the, the what made Hell in a Cell so special, which means that, you know, it, it, it should be like the ender to a feud, right? Yes. Um, and it should only be brought up for that reason. So just putting it as an event just made it's, it just so played out. Takes it takes the whole feel away. It takes the feel away from like imagine so that hell himself, what you're just saying right now. Now imagine that same event back when Mankind Undertaker had that match. It would take so much away from it. Yes, they had that build up already. And yes, you can even say with the whole Halloween thing and the way they're you know, the way their characters portrayed it, but if they're doing mm -hmm. it just, that, just, okay, well, this is coming up in October. We have to, we got six months to get to this instead of that build up, even though, you know, because some of those builds I love when they're like a year or two long and going, they're just fighting, whatever. And then you, then you get that Hell in a Cell match and then, okay, now it's over. Right. To have right. that just... as a specific event. Nah. Um, I would say that the um, Hell in the Cell do it once or twice a year. Like Eric said, as a as a feud ender, as a as a you know a finisher, if you mm -hmm. will. But you know finishers aren't respected anymore. So, um, but I'm glad that it's gone, and I hope that they don't do away with the match totally and try and innovate. Because um, if it ain't broke, um, don't yeah. fix it, for sure. Um, and I, just as a as a quick third one, um, I would say I love a good straight up ladder match. And we've said this many, or I've said this many times on our show. And I would love to see an old um, Razor versus Sean style ladder match where there was only one ladder. There wasn't 10 ladders surrounding and everything's going on. It's like, if you just, you can do a lot of really good things with one ladder and, and two really gifted athletes. Oh, for sure. For sure. I agree with you 100% on that. 100% on that. Well, like you, the, I think the main thing with that though is having the, the two athletes like you were just saying that can pull that shit off though because you can't do it with just anybody. No. Like you need two people that can really sell something like that. Like those two yeah. sold the fucking sold the shit out of it. I'm like, oh my god. Well, a lot of this is based on that match. I mean, recently, I don't know. Again, Aaron, I don't know how much you watch now. Mm -hmm. Probably not a lot, considering you're you're knee deep in horror movies. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, the match most recently was Bianca Belair versus Bailey. That was a straight up one on one, first time ever women's ladder match, right? And I thought it was a perfect opportunity to do that because this is two really good wrestlers, you know, two really talented athletes that could have pulled that off and had their, you know, their Razor Sean moment, right? Um, that that match that people just don't forget. It was a really really good match, but if they had done something. You know, I, I'm not saying copy that Razor and and Sean match, but yeah. you know, pay homage to it in many ways. It would have went down in history, honestly. But and like you said, the the one did, was it like a one ladder thing, or did they have multiple ladders? They had multiple. Oh, it would have been that much more special if they hadn't. Yep. That's that's yeah. That's where I would be. That makes sense. That makes sense. Sometimes, just bringing the nostalgia to it, just bringing the nostalgia mm -hmm. back for us fans that. For for ones like myself that loved it back then, doesn't watch it now, or just for ones like you guys that love it, I'm, I'm assuming you love it now and you loved it then. But there's a certain oh, parts yeah. back then you're just like, if they could just kind of implement this still a similar way, even if it was just like a here and there type of deal, 
like if that specific ladder match you're talking about, that was like a feud ender right there for that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is you have one ladder, this is your last shot. You can have a beautiful build up to it, and boom. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about wrestling. You can you can go forever in the industry. You know what I mean? Like you can you can go on and on and on and on and do do just about anything, whether it's you know continuing to work with younger talent or or you know even being in the ring. Hell, there's guys like Ricky Morton that still do the indie scene. You know, um, and he's what in his 60s. Sting is 61, is he? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, like they're still doing it, man. So um, I respect it. I respect yeah. it. Now, who's it? Okay, I got. One more. I think I have one more question. I think this. I think this is my last question. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Scariest wrestler? Like, what's that? I'll say as a kid, that wrestler, like, you were a little like afraid. Like, oh my god, this guy's scary. The boogeyman. Okay. Boogeyman. Oh, with the worms in his mouth and shit. Yeah, Ooh. he was creepy, man. I want to mention. Uh, I just before we get into scariest wrestler, James has a couple really good comments that I I want to give highlight to. Uh, he first said Sammy and Bloodline segments are really funny, and Great I stuff. absolutely agree. You know, people are not being oozy enough. Um, this past fr- Aaron, go out of your way. This past Friday, just look up like the segment in the ring of Sammy Zayn with the Bloodline. You know who Roman Reigns is, and yes. Roman and his cousins, the Usos, they have this group called the Bloodline. And Sami Zayn is an honorary member of the Bloodline called an honorary Us. And it's kind of the same dynamic as remember when Owen Hart was part of the Nation of Domination? Wow, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, just like the oddball. I want to talk in, about that kind of stuff. With the, with the race stuff, people, if it's done right, from to me, it's I don't get offended easy over everything. I think it's corny to get offended over everything. I can't, I, but I get people, when you're really offended, it's one thing, but when you're just offended to be offended because everyone else is, like, stop it. But yeah. when something that is done right and tasteful and to where you have, for like us, if we're like, I would be the one to shoot that idea to these two if we were to do something like that. But you're having us three talk about it. We're just joking about, say, just black and white race, and that's it. And then if another race comes in, you, know, you joke, you make jokes about that, but everybody's involved and in it. That's how yeah. you do it. Right. That's how you do it right, people. You can't just have a white guy in the room writing a bunch of black lines, just like you can't have me in a room writing a bunch of white. I don't know. I mean, the super to where the stereotypical white and the stereotypical black is what I mean, not yeah. as people. Because yeah, yeah. So definitely go out of your way to see it, and it, it's done in a in a. The long and short. The long and short of it is, man. They he he just like it's supposed to be a serious segment, and this dude Sammy breaks these guys. Yeah, he's they're breaking. Yeah, they're breaking on TV, and they're trying to hold in their laughter and shit. It's so funny. I don't know if there's any you know Jimmy Fallon fans from Saturday Night Live, you know times, Mm -hmm. but if you remember how often this dude would break, like when he did the show. He, it, once a night, he would break on some. Once a night, this is how they are on on oh, you awesome. know SmackDown on Friday nights. It's it's that's really good television. It's really good television. I also wanted to mention James commented that Kevin Owens had really great ladder matches in ROH. I completely agree, and he said that he package pile drove people onto the ladder. Specifically, know what he's talking about? Final battle back in the day. Sami Zayn's old persona. Back in Ring of Honor was El Generico. They had a epic feud in Ring of Honor, arguably the best feud in the history of Ring of Honor, and it culminated culminated at Final Battle. And yeah, he he gave a package pile driver onto the ladder, 
and it was brutal as hell. Can I pitch That's a show another one of those uh, rivalries that's all timers, Sammy and, yeah. and K- yeah. KO, but go on. Sorry. Can I, pitch a, can I pitch a show idea for you guys? And I would actually sure. love to be a guest on this part of it. Sure. A wrestling match review where you guys, you say like you guys and a guest or guests or whatever, go back, let the guest pick the match and you guys watch and review, like, you know, watch the match behind the scenes or whatever, or have it playing in the background on, you know, low enough so the mics aren't picking up and watch and review that match and just really discuss that match. But as like adults, you guys understanding it way more than as far as like, you know, the wrestling, everything with wrestling more so than I do just sure, sure. anymore. But just because I feel with some of those old school matches or for new, even some newer matches, I feel like that'd be a good way to kind of grab people's attention into wrestling in general. Yeah. Just to kind of have some fun with talking about a match, like going back to one of your favorite matches. Like, hey, like for example, if there's a match you guys want me to see or something, and then you guys are reviewing with some, then people, oh, I need to go back and check this match out, see what these guys are talking about. For sure. Like, I think that's something that we would be down with. Um, I mean, God, we, we watch a very broad spectrum of professional wrestling, so we could go anywhere with it. And I think it would be really cool just to hear the perspective of somebody that doesn't watch as often uh, If as far as, like, does this wrestler connect with them the same way that they connect with us yeah. or vice versa, you know? Um, and they may even find somebody cool that we don't find cool, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely think that's a, an idea that we could have down the pipeline. Probably sooner than later. Call my people. (laughs) Have your people call my people and we'll make it happen. Okay. James, would you want an episode for that to review a wrestling match? Like one of you say your whatever, James, what's your favorite wrestling match? Whoever's in the live right now, what are your favorite wrestling matches? And then would you go on their podcast to review your favorite wrestling match with these awesome gentlemen right here? And by the way, James, yes, I agree. Kevin Owens' theme from Ring of Honor was a fucking banger. And I wish he did bring it back. But they don't like to buy licenses to music at WWE. You know, okay, I can tell you the the latest wrestling I've watched, and it was when um, Finn Balor was in NXT, and Michael was the one telling me about it, like when he was the demon thing. Yeah. Um, in that, and it may have been, I think he may have first came to WWE and he became the champion there as the demon thing. Maybe when he, around when he first, like around then, I just watched like those matches. I was like, yo, this is, yeah, yeah. Oh, was it him against uh, Samoa Joe? Yes. Yeah. That was NXT. Yeah. That was dope. Him against Samoa Joe. That was and awesome. then was, oh, there was a couple. Like, we, I think I see, I watched like a couple of NXT events with him. I was like, this is, this is pretty entertaining. And then NXT just, is uh, like, you know, in the Vince McMahon era when like he was ruining SmackDown and raw uh, triple H was in control of NXT and um, pretty much he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. And it's just more of a pure wrestling show with more practical storylines and great storytelling. And NXT um, was, was what got me back into wrestling. Eric and NXT was what got me back into wrestling completely pretty much right around that time. Honestly, Um, you know, you know, that, Towards the end of Finn, Finn's run on NXT, um, that was what got me back into it. So yeah, that is a fantastic era. Nice, no nice. doubt. And then speaking of, of of sorry, sorry, sorry. Speaking of okay. of themes, did you watch SmackDown last night, Eric? Or not? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yet? Uh, well, I I watched. Um, I think maybe I have like 
45 minutes left in it. I watched like at least the first hour or so. Well, you know, they brought back Emma. Yeah. Yeah, I did. They axed her old theme, which was, which was a so good. The dude. Yeah. As, as, as the kids would say, it slaps. Um, and I always like super tight about it. Um, but well, I, I mean, she, <laughs> I think before she had gotten released previously, she wasn't rocking that old gimmick. No, so I think no, they just reverted one, no, her not, back. No, the one she had right before she left. Oh, really? Look it it, yeah, it look slaps? it up. It was a good one. Yeah. Okay. It was a really good one. Maybe it was CFOs. It was. Yeah. That's probably why it did slap and they can't bring it back. <laughs> I know. Pay them their money. Get your right. themes back for Christ's sake. Speaking of music, it all comes full circle. Eric hates the mu music in the movie, and now we're back to music. Full circle, people. Full circle. So, so I, I did want to go back. Uh, Aaron, you had asked a bit ago, um, scariest wrestler, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hmm, for me on that one, I'd probably have to go with like OG Mankind. You know, he, yeah, he was a lot scarier to me than, like, The Undertaker. I'm with you on that. And it was just because of, like... And again, I would, like... The boiler me, room and stuff. Yeah, boiler room ripping oh, his hair out. Broiler ripping his hair out, right? Another fucking fun match. Boiler room brawl. You can't forget that one. Yeah, ripping his yeah. hair out, rocking in the ring. And then when he gets the fucking urn. Like, just mm -hmm. all that shit. And, yeah, he was a creepy-ass character. It was a creepy. It did it so fucking well. Like, I was, I enjoyed Cactus Jack and I enjoyed Dude Love, but Mankind, that Mankind was the best hands down. Like the Sacco one, it was fun, but it took it wasn't scary anymore. Right. But I don't right like that Mankind was truly like a unique horror movie character. Yeah, Come, oh, yeah. becoming a wrestler like is does that care? Do you liken that character to any us? Uh, specific like horror character that you've seen in like the vast amount of horror movies that you have seen Aaron I mean I guess I guess the simplest one I could think of in a sense because he kind of has like he has a mental disability would be maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre in okay. a sense. and yeah. he's, he doesn't know he doesn't say anything he doesn't control his emotions and all that stuff so maybe kind of that and then maybe um, if you want to go with families, like the family from the hills have eyes, like with that family type of deal, those like those type of movies, those type of movies like that, like that are kind of um, I don't even know how to explain it. Just some crazy shit, right? <laughs> just demented shit. people, right? Where you can almost feel to where there's some realism to it. You can almost feel that they're that, not to the extent of the movies, of course, to what happens in them, but. To where you could see people really doing certain shit that goes on in these films, like the way he is, you could see that really being a thing. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, what I mean, just the way he was as that character, and I feel that's like Undertaker. He was just a big dude. With, I mean, at the end of the day, a big dude with long hair. He didn't seem as scary as, especially as it got on. And he was like, you know, when I started watching too, he was a hero. So it was just a lot easier for me to like him versus be afraid of him. Him as a heel throughout his time would have been better. Him as a hero was great, though. Don't get me wrong. Iconic. I think the fans just, the, the, you know, they yeah. brought him in as a as a heel, but I think the fans just kind of forced Vince McMahon's hand. He had to turn him babyface because he was just so cool. 
What did uh did you what were your feelings on the American badass? Like, did you I, hate I, it completely? I hated it. I, I it, it took away from the Undertaker. Yeah. I feel like they should have just gave him a different character. But I'm in my thing though, like being an adult, understanding it, watching documentaries and stuff. Maybe he just got. I guess he just, maybe he got bored with the character and wanted to switch it up a little bit. I don't know what happened. He wanted to be himself. They should have just called him Mean Mark again. <laughs> there you go. They owned be it at that Mark point. And then, like, go back to the Undertaker. Like, I, I couldn't stand it. It was. I crazy. couldn't wait till he turned back to the Undertaker. I, I like. I remember. I kind of welcomed it at first because it's like, oh, Undertaker's back. Cool, you know. And um, I, I got down with it maybe for like a year or two, and then I was just like, all right, like, let's get Fire and Brimstone back. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you guys this. I liked it as much as I liked when they made Kane start talking. <laughs> Didn't like that either. Like Kane, did you like voice box Kane though? Even that, like, I liked it when he didn't say anything, no voice box, no nothing. Because as a kid, he says a lot of fucked up things now. (laughs) Should never gave him that voice box. See what you did? Yeah, yeah. Oh God! But he, uh, like that, he was a fun character too. But it was just like once he started talking, yeah, like I still had fun with, I still enjoyed it. But it was just, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. It took the kind of the cut the mystique away. Yeah, took and they the took his mask. Oh gosh, they should have mm-hmm. never. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dan said it right there. When you unmasked him, it just and that it's so much worse. I understand switching the mask up so it's easy for him to breathe. I get that a trillion percent. Do that, yes, but to unmask him because it was almost yeah. like the whole and no disrespect to you know Mexican wrestlers and luchador culture, but it was it was almost to that effect of you should never see his face just like you should never see their face for whatever their culture i don't understand i i'm not that i don't, I don't know it so but i'm just saying i know it's yeah. a big cultural pride and it's beautiful and i'm like it should have been not to the extent of that but just kind of like we should have never seen his face and so right, they, especially with the fact that the backstory of like his face is burns. scarred up and damaged <laughs> yeah. and then they had to change course on that and just be like Oh well, he's emotionally damaged, so he thought he was physically damaged in the face, and it's just like, shut up, you know, <laughs> you already ruined it. You could have just said he was emotionally damaged, and you know, his brother beat him up a lot, and he just got bigger and stronger, but he still whatever. Just take the fire part out of it, or just right. I don't know. Maybe they didn't know he survived the fire. Maybe he wasn't in the fire. Maybe he started. The fire. They wrestling was a wild time back then. Yeah, wrestling was wild back then. It was fucking. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we're we're in a whole different world culture. You know what I mean? There was things said and done that you cannot do now. Um, no. Very fortunately, because most of them were in extremely poor taste. So um, I'll see so for that, in a lot I'll of ways. For entertainment, if everybody and this is if everybody agrees to whatever the entertainment is, not you're being forced to it to get this job. Like entertainment, I agree to this. I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah. I think certain entertainment is good depending, but you have to have it like, okay, this is wrestling. Say for a wrestling thing, though, this is pay-per-view or this is like adult channel shit. This isn't gonna be just yeah. on regular fucking TV. This is H like this is it basically like since we have streaming apps, this won't even be a peak. It's be on like HBO Max and HBO TV type of deal where it's like this is gonna be more adult like now if you want the family friendly stuff okay cool but no i get what you're saying with that because they like it was just and pull back to one more thing was the fucking um 
which I found hilarious, is DX in blackface. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. But again, if they sat in the, I don't know if they did or not, but if they sat in the back, say, with black wrestlers okay. and all that, and they came up with, they were talking about the idea that, you know, that'll be a great, yeah, let's do it. And they were comfortable with it and cool with it. Ugh. I think it's fine. I think it's fine yeah. if, the, if the people you're working with are comfortable with it. But if you're just coming out and doing it or kind of forcing it, then it's like, all right, if they fuck you up in the back. Don't come crying to daddy. You just got your ass whooped and you deserved it. I think it's different when they're on national TV like that, too. You know, um, yeah. coworkers are one thing, but the court of public opinion is something you, you have to be very aware of these days. I see because I go back to Tropic to Tropic Thunder. I, I did that on my other podcast. Yeah. I thought the yeah. movie was hilarious. Again, to me, it wasn't done in poor taste. No, because like I feel like that was just that was satire. That the was movie, satire, exactly. Yeah, it was me. like a movie within a movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. You know, this is just straight up, you know, painting your face black to true. mock uh, an all black opponent. Uh, true, true. You know, but I mean, but what would have made it different if it was in a movie? You know what I mean? Like, say if this was a movie wrestling, same aspect, it would have it wouldn't have been bad to me. It wouldn't have been bad either way. Because it's both scripted versus like versus say if it was again if it was forced like okay we're doing this no matter what anybody thinks then that's that's different that's like okay so you're gonna do this no matter even though these guys are saying this isn't cool we're not comfortable with it don't do this all right well you guys go ahead and do it we're gonna be waiting right back here right behind the curtain <laughs> so whatever happens right behind the curtain there's gonna be a lot of wrestlers that be, you know we're not cool with this either way. So, yeah, they already said they're not cool with it. We're backing them. Yeah. yeah. I just think generally there's just more creative ways to do, like, parody oh, and stuff like there, that. There, you know there, what I mean? It is because you could, I mean, you could just dress up like the character and act the character slash culture. Yeah. yeah. But, again, with that, I feel like you need to have the character cultures there that are like, okay, this is how it should be, blah, blah, blah. This is cool. Even if you didn't do the whole blackface thing or whatever. That that I get and just kind of just be that character and people would still get it. But back then again, people I don't think people I'm not saying it didn't bother people then because it definitely did, but I think with the whole wrestling thing wrestling was doing, I don't think it bothered the masses as much then as it definitely as it would now. Definitely true. As it would now true. Be like okay, we're gonna rip yeah. it. Wrestling. I would be interested. I would be interested in the the rock's response today if somebody shoved a microphone in his face and asked him what he really thought of dx doing blackface i would love that the, i'd be interested rock, to see what he would say mm -hmm. mark all of, i love everybody's parts like what but, they but really you, but you can argue that the rock is the most famous person in the world true like in the world true. so 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 a lot goes you know there's a lot of stock maybe unnecessarily taken in, in what that man believes and what he says so like even if he was okay with it back then is he willing to be like yo like i really wasn't like that's a big yeah i mean, I, I mean this that would be honestly i feel like the best crazy. way to have that conversation would be a podcast a wrestling podcast i say smart nato but uh and just like have say so you have the rock on there you have the nation on there, the nation of domination on there, and just ask them those types of just like seriously, how do you guys feel? And the reason I say a podcast is because shit doesn't have to get cut out like it does for a real interview, for like you know, like yeah, a yeah. radio interview, TV, all that bullshit. They 
they kind of soften it up. It's like, no, I want to hear the real deal shit. Real, yeah. real. You guys know what I'm trying to say. You know, and yeah. it's just like, I think that those guys back then, if they didn't have a problem with it, you know, the, these sort of sort of issues weren't really front and center as much as they are today, you know, and there's not as much of a educational, you know, but, education towards, you know. But I, I feel that, like the, someone like um, that type of stuff. Real name, Ron Simmons, right? Farouk. Yeah. I don't, I feel like if he didn't agree to it, he's not playing that bullshit. And those dudes are going to get fucked up behind, like backstage. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. I mean, that's why I feel, again, that's why I feel like they were probably, they, like, obviously they knew it was going to happen. But that's why I feel like they're comfortable. Like, I think yeah. they were comfortable with it. But I'm sure in hindsight, they probably have a little bit of a different opinion these days. You maybe, know? maybe. But I guess yeah. it would be a good conversation. Like, yeah. They could be one of those things. Yes, I was comfortable with it then, but now I don't know if it was such a good idea. Or maybe they're still feeling the same exact way. Like it was at the end of the day, it's it's entertainment, and mm-hmm. we all talked about it behind. I don't know. I would love to times see change. Yeah, that is a fact. Times no change. I mean, that's bad as far as that goes. And then you can go with the whole just the sexual, the over sexualization, like rapiness with wrestling back then. Yeah, I mean, was, like Vince Stephanie McMahon. McMahon did, and and Triple H, you know, getting married while Stephanie's drugged, yeah, is I mean, uh, vi- not no, something vi- I really want to. I don't know how true it is or not, but I'll watch like um, like what culture, and there's another yeah. WrestleMania, I believe. One of them, but they're having yeah. a countdown of just some wild moments with Vince McMahon. I'm just like, holy shit. How Let does he say, not have more suits against him? There was a point where every time there was a new woman being put on TV, she was in a two to three week angle where like Vince McMahon was like hooking up with her. Yeah, like uh-huh. it happened all the time. It was like Stacy Keebler, Tori Wilson, um, Trish, Don Marie, Trish, uh-huh. uh, Jesus, it was Sable, everybody yeah. but his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right? And and yeah, now the, yeah, they're separated. They are now. So, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Well, <sighs> he he probably was like, all right, that's it. After she lost her Senate election and they spent billions of dollars millions of dollars on it. So he was like, Yeah. Done. That's it. I think they were all always I, I think they were probably in a loveless marriage for a long time, if I had no. to guess. Come on, <laughs> them no. really? Well, that I was like just looking back and thinking about it, like those are some wild fucking like some of that shit. You're like, how was like making Trish was- bark like a dog? Mm. Remember that shit some on wild- TV? Yeah, some wild shit. Fucking wrestling, having man. sex with corpses. Oh yeah, Katie want- Vick. Didn't Triple he want H. to have a, um a thing with? Like him and his daughter messing around. Didn't Vince want that? And they were like, no, that's too much. Yeah, like he pitched that and they were like, no, we're not doing that. Like Yo, fucking crazy. That is the point where Linda McMahon should have left Vince. Like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> right. She probably did, realistically. This, like, this, let's not kid each other. Yeah, but I mean oh. signing the fucking paper, like listen, you know what? This this is taking it. Like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> like, I know you're I know it's quote unquote script and all this stuff, but you're gonna end up tonguing your putting your tongue down your daughter's throat in the middle of the oh. ring oh. on Monday Night Raw. And there it goes off <laughs> raw 
<laughs> I think yeah. I just have to say I think the only thing that my wife has heard me say is sex with corpses and then just shook <laughs> her head when she walked upstairs behind me. Um so uh we might be talking later. I can't about believe why I'm talking yeah, about yeah, she heard later. you say sex with corpses, but what we're talking about right now is like way worse than sex with corpses. <laughs> way worse. It's wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically it kind of almost is. What is yeah. this for well, 30 podcast you got, you're going on, Dan? Are you going on there again? Let me watch this episode. <laughs> Talk about sex and corpses. <laughs> no, that was that was a, an angle in wrestling. I know. You remember? It's, Horrifying. It's, it's oh my god, Mark Henry and the old chick. That was with Kane and Triple H. Hand. Wow. Oh yeah, May Young had uh, you know given yeah. birth to the hand. Wow, we we lived through some wild shit with wrestling. sexual chocolate. Yes, there was a lot of sexualness in wrestling. Gold dust, Val Venus. Yes, oh my god, an actual well, not an actual porn star, a porn star character. That was hilarious. Like, what the fuck, Godfather? Hello, and the hoe train. Yeah, the hoe. Oh my god. Wow, wrestling, 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 wrestling. Now, now, now that we're talking about it out loud, I see why the Attitude Era is not around anymore. As entertaining as we all, as much as we all enjoyed it, that would have a to be a lot of it doesn't age well, my friends. A lot of it. That's why you I said that, that would have to be on those, you know, those HBO streamings, maybe Amazon Prime streaming. That's not, nah, you can't have that on TV. Not yeah, it's uh, <laughs> wild times. Yeah. Oh man, Just think of the good times. But uh, I, I guess we go eat wrap- dinner soon. Yeah, okay, so we can wrap this one up, gentlemen. Right, I am right. too. Had an a amazing, great, right. an amazing time. This was a lot more fun than actually watching pro wrestlers versus zombies. <laughs> like I must say, and the same running time. Um, I was surprised at how much more wrestling we talked about than I thought we were. I was like, man, I'm gonna have to really stretch my uh, my my knowledge of of. This of horror, yeah. I have like a favorite horror movie ready if you were gonna ask. What is it? Uh, Day of the Dead. Not mad. Do you have a favorite horror movie? Uh, original Dawn of the Dead, and the only horror movie that's ever actually truly scared me. I'm admitting for the first time on air. Uh, the original Candyman. I couldn't go in the bathroom without every light on and like somebody standing near me for like. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Terrified of Candyman. What about now? Do you still have the same issue in the bathroom now? Do you have to? No, I'm off? good now. No, I, I know that Candyman isn't real. I think, but I have seen it way too many I've times. I've never seen it in the mirror five times though. No, I haven't either. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. I well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Because because if Candyman showed up, uh, that'd be a really gonna... bad time. Yep. <laughs> Mark Nato will just be down to one guy, <laughs> one host. Hey. One man. One man Candyman got my man. Dan. <laughs> one man booth, my man. Uh no, I but I love the original Dawn of the Dead in the uh in the mall. Um I just it's just that's just such an iconic one that me and my friends used to watch over and over again. Um nice, you know, nice. through through high school. So um gotta watch that one again. It's been a while. Yes, yes. And really quick, last question for you then, Eric. What's your favorite? Or no, not your favorite. The one that scared you. Oh, man. You know, when I was a very young kid, um, 
Chucky really scared me a lot. You know, as I maybe until I turned like 12, 13, I was like, all right, this isn't really this is kind of silly and kind of mm-hmm. funny at that point. But like when you're a little kid, Chucky scared the shit out of me. Like, really? Um, as an adult, I don't see too many horror movies. Um, as a father movie. of a one year old, <laughs> I could tell you they're all like Chucky. All of them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you guys. Oh, go ahead. She, she bit me. She bites me and scratches me. <laughs> she literally physically assaults me. She is Chucky. She's getting ready. But, God, she's. Now nah, I'm going to put her in jujitsu as soon as I can. <laughs> but for me, um, Creep Show Part Two, the hitchhiker oh. scene, that Oof. one, as a child, I was terrified. Like, same with you. Someone would have to walk me to the bathroom. Stand by the door. I go there, do my business, come out, and then go right back to the movie. And at the time, I like I older my older brother and older cousins and stuff. You know, you're staring at somebody's house, watching movies, and it'd always be horror movies, and they'd let me watch them with them. It was just okay. Don't if we're at my mom's house, don't wake up mom or don't wake up on so and so because you know what's gonna happen to all of us. Precise. <laughs> yep. So yep, I, I was scared, but I didn't wake them up. We'd all just watch the movies. Hang out, sleep in the living room. It was a good, it was a great time, but that movie scared the shit out of me. Damn near literally. Hair on your chest. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But uh, we're gonna get going, guys. Can you guys just uh tell the people where they can find you? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh follow us on Instagram at SmartNado, on Twitter at SmartNado1. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where your podcasts are available really. And um, yeah, check us out. We put out an episode every week and uh, love to hear from anyone that wants to listen. Damn right. I think you've got some spam coming in uh, the chat. (laughs) Uh, I think that's the point where it's time to go. Um, Should I, should I click on that link they just put up for their private photo? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it should be okay, right? Sure. Definitely on my work. Make I'm sure on my got, work computer. Should be fine. Make sure you guys <laughs> check out the entire Z network. We got my show horror search third. We got popcorn and pints. We got stories from a bar and plenty, plenty more. Of course, we have Smart NATO and tonight, nine o'clock Eastern time. Check out Popcorn and Pints, episode one hundred. And uh we are uh oh. licking the cookies with the bros. So tune in and find out what the fuck that's about. What? <laughs> yeah, licking the cookie with the bros. <laughs> Congratulations on 100. So wait, yes, congrats on 100 as well. And um, does that mean that what movies you're covering is a mystery? No, the movie we're reviewing is uh, that Bros movie. Oh, oh, really? The one with Billy Eichner? Yes. And oh, I have like an hour left of it. Pretty fucking funny. Raunchy, I bet it is funny. He's hilarious. Comedy, have so you I'm ever seen Billy on the Street before? Can't say I have. It's. I think it's on Netflix. Um, just look it up. He, he just like goes up to random people in the street and asks them questions, and he has a lot of very passionate opinions about certain things, and <laughs> that other people don't. And it's it's hysterical. He's great. But yeah, we're gonna be licking the cookies with the bros tonight, episode one hundred. So you guys tune in for that at nine o'clock Eastern time, and uh, we're gonna get out of here. I'll see you in your nightmares. Peace. Stay Thanks fresh, for having us, man. Take care.